Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and wherever you are, welcome back within Thin Lines. My name is Vince Castaneda. To my left, or actually in the virtual world, hopefully here shortly, is Randall Ives, coming from Michigan. Today's episode, today's series of episodes, as we launch Series 6, we have a plethora of guests today to talk about a content matter I think we could all relate to. So from left to right... Let's, uh, or right to left, my right, your left. Let's start with a intro to everybody's return. So, Bushio, welcome hey, back. What's going on? For some reason, you keep showing up. Yeah, I don't know. I have nothing uh, else to do. I don't think you ever left since the last <laughs> episode. You're probably hiding in my basement somewhere. There's a blow-up bed over here. There's a blow-up bed. Yeah. I wonder where that showed up from. So, <laughs> welcome back. Obviously, it's always a pleasure to have you. We must be doing something well if you're here for another another show. It is a great time. It Good. is a great time. Um, Dan? Hi. Welcome back as well. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, good, good to, to be, be back, back here. How you been? Been great, man. Yeah? It's a real pleasure and honor to be on this show, man. There you go. There you Had go. Good conversation with some good friends. Yeah. There it should go. be an exciting conversation this time, I think. I mean, they all are exciting. Oh, right? In, in all, different, <laughs> all different forms. But I think this is going to be a very involved. I think everybody on the table has a very good perspective on this subject matter. Um, but you've multiplied today brought a uh, additional so yep to uh my right i've got uh my lieutenant that i work for brian berry so here he is how you doing i'm excited to be here too lieutenant huh? yeah yeah so lieutenant. we gotta stand up right we gotta yeah i, I, I was gonna have you guys salute as i entered the room but i figured you're right. crazy trying to get right. thank yeah. you for your service <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> no awesome well congrats and no uh, well not congrats congrats yeah, to being out 12 here 12 years you know thank you thank you <laughs> yes Tell me more about uh, your background, who you are, where you're from, and uh, why the hell you're here today. Yeah, oh, well, I'm here with Dan here. He uh, speaks very highly of you, and he's been a great influence on no him. So I had to come out and see who this guy was. But, wow. Yeah, I mean, just, I, I love podcasts. I wanted to see how the ins and outs of it and see what I could contribute. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. the other thing. Even at the station, we, we have good discussion, you know. Yeah. We talk about oh, current events. Yeah. We talk about the easy things the hard things and i thought at least who better to bring here to have a conversation than brian really i mean he's he's uh, got a lot of years of experience and background and uh can bring something to the table i think i hope so yeah awesome and how long have you gonna been on the suburb <laughs> yeah you got <laughs> i'm it. the fire department <laughs> yeah uh, i've been there for eight years eight years yep awesome yep. awesome awesome i think it's uh it's great to have more guests Definitely on your perspective uh, for your time and for your rank. Yeah, you I know? got 22 uh, years on, so a minute. Yeah, nice. Awesome. I think uh, being an officer in a department, you're going to have a different role too. So mm-hmm. this will be uh, an exciting show because, again, you're going to see a different pl- a plethora of uh, perspectives on this. So all I ask on your end is that I want you to stick to your officer role. Okay. So we want to hear more from that. And just like Bushio, your background being in a police department spot, yes. right, um, we could hear that influence as well. You know, so uh, go back to those roots and uh, talk about your stance on that Sounds and good. how your perspective is. So Randy's still working on his way up. Everybody probably remembers Randy. It's been a minute since uh, him and I have been able to host a show together in person um, just with the time and uh, distance. But he is working his way through our Randy. system here. And if that doesn't work, you, we will come up with a uh, plan B. Can you so, hear me? Recap. No. 
where have we been and where are we going when it comes to community preparedness? So I'm going to go around the table and have you define that. What is what is your understanding of that phrase? And what is your stance and goal in a department? Lucio. What do you mean by that exactly? Yes. Well, like my question is <laughs> yes. 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 No, I mean. Uh, What's community preparedness mean to you? Well, let's see here. Fire-related fire or you're going, you want me to like talk about police related? Whatever you want. I guess police would be like when when they would patrol. Okay. You would patrol and you, you go through your community and you talk to the people around there, right? Prepare them for anything that might occur if something big was happening. You know, do they know who to call, where to go, if something were to happen? You know, uh, you know, do they have any means of, I guess, uh, defending themselves until you get there? And if they do defend themselves, right? Uh, are they, do they know what to do or the protocol, I guess you could say, when you arrive? You know, don't, like, let's say, example, don't point a firearm at me, right? You know, if you're not the aggressor and you should know how to hold it, what to do, what, what to, you know, where to run to, what to say. I think uh, in the fire aspect, and you guys can elaborate, obviously, you know, uh, just having uh, that conversation with the people in your neighborhood, uh, do they know? They shouldn't be plugging in a bunch of things into an outlet. Simple, simple thing like that. You know, should they have working smoke and carbon dioxide detectors? You know, you know, and if they don't, where, do they know where to go to get them, or do they know who to call to check them? You know, that is a community preparedness yeah. thing, mm -hmm. just like CPR is. Yep. The community, yep. if we can prepare our communities with CPR to get that started, if their loved one goes into arrest, they've already started that life-saving process and uh, prepared us for success to continue that with all the ALS interventions we can provide. So yeah. so ever since you guys have been here so far this morning, right, we've been here for 37 minutes now just preparing and chatting. What have I done maybe three or four times so far? Just randomly, like, farted. Yeah, that too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have to say that on the air. Oh, oh my bad. Why is it spicy? But what have I randomly done is, like, I give you little plugs of, like, questions, right? Right. Like, hey, what's uh, I forget what I said earlier. Yeah, uh, what's a, wa a gallon right, of trying water? Trying to keep you on your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's a gallon of water? So, yeah, for all the, yeah. the, the viewers or audience, what does a gallon of water weigh? So, we will come back to that question. Yeah. Oh, it's close. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, you almost had it. Yeah. 8.33. 8.33. Yeah, sure. Um, tree, so, tree. I got another one for you. Tree, we tree. talk about CPR, and I'm going to keep doing this throughout my time here with you. Let's give you random little quiz questions to keep you on your feet. Uh, CPR-wise, we talk about how important it is to have a community right on track with CPR and get it done right away. What is one minute equal in survivability? So let's say... What percentage of uh, survivability? Yes. Uh, a minute. A minute without CPR? Sure. A minute without CPR. I think it probably... You, Stupid your simple. Your chances drop 50%. A minute? Uh, no, because it's eight Damn. minutes. Eight. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. Where are uh, you working? Yeah, I know. Uh, what is this, Detroit? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. You said keep it simple, so I cut it in half. Uh, what are we thinking? So a minute. What do you think? I mean, it's eight minutes to to brain death. So. 10%. Okay. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, 10%. Exactly. 10%. That, that was yeah. almost it. Exactly. Yep, 10 that is 10 it. So, eight minutes. Uh, yep. 10 minutes is a golden rule. At 10 minutes, you're probably, yeah, you, could you come back? Sure. But you're going to be at brain dysfunction at mm -hmm. some point. Um, but, yes, the standard is one minute is 10% of your survivability. 
So if we get somebody on the chest right away and start compressions, whether it's hands-on only, right, because mm-hmm. that's a new thing we're trying to teach. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the public, when it comes to a lay person, they don't want to do mouth-to-mouth, especially nowadays. Uh, we yeah. don't always carry devices to protect ourselves for a mask or anything. So hands-only CPR, um, every minute is 10%. So that gives us 10 minutes of a window. Um, that's where we need that community preparedness in the CPR realm. So yep. good. Yep. And we have uh, – our dispatchers now are trained in, in assisting with CPR, you know, for the public. They'll be like, you know, my partner's trying to, to yeah, direct get, them. Yeah, so yep. gets it done fast. It's another part of preparing the community. You know? Sure. Yeah, so for, let's continue that community preparedness talk, huh? Go right at it. All right. Uh, yeah, so we talked about Fireside. I think that was one of the things yeah. I was thinking of. Um, the CPR idea, but... Um, something that's really struck a chord with me is community preparedness is uh, a lot of, can we all agree that violence has increased in this community, in, in our communities, in, yes. in this world? That's something that, if anybody's listening, is that something you would agree with? Do you agree that violence has an in- increase here? So um, basic trauma care, uh, I think, should be just as important as teaching somebody CPR. Um, the general public, it doesn't matter who you are, should understand basic trauma care. And uh, not only treating yourself, but somebody else that could be injured. Um, outside of the fire service, you know, community preparedness could be a community where neighbors and the society have a similar level of trust. They're on the same, you know, level. They have a same understanding of similar beliefs, same sheet of music. But... Do we all feel that way? Do we all feel that our, our communities and our society run off the same sheet of music? I don't know. So. Why do you think the communities get more dangerous? What's what's the, uh, the root of all these problems? Is it the fact that I'm winning all these DLD guns and rifles? Yeah. It's, getting, it's either getting safer or dangerous in here for sure, but. Nobody wants to say anything. I, I honestly, um, and we were again talking about this on the way in, I think, yeah, it, in 22 years, uh, it went from, you know, at least the EMS side, um, chest pain all day long, you know, heart attacks, things like that, to, I'm, I'm not kidding you, within probably the last decade, 60% of what we do is, is psych. It seems like that's, there's just an emerging problem, you know, as far as mental health. Mental health. There it is, yeah. right? Mental yeah. health. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it's a real thing. Is a real thing. So, is it a funding issue? Is it a state issue? Is it a personnel? Is it a government? I is think it it's a recognition st- issue. Honestly, Ooh. there's no spleen because I, we're not putting any emphasis on it at all. I see it growing and growing and growing every day. Now, I guess on the police side, right? They, they, so that things that de-escalations and that type of thing, but um, we don't put any additional training into mental health psych type calls. You right. know. I mean, I'm really good at them, yeah, <laughs> but, but it's absolutely. just like, uh, but we don't, outside of just a little bit of training annually, there's there's nothing, you know. You know, that's something uh, we were talking about on the way in, too. You know, we work together, and we take, I, th- I believe we take pride in taking extra time with our patients. It can get frustrating for all you EMS and fire personnel listening or PD, whoever, nursing, doesn't matter. Um, sure, we've all experienced that where maybe that same person calls over and over. Or, you know, they don't feel the same way that we feel, and that can get frustrating. But um, I'll tell you what, we take pride, at least, um, you know, when we work together, uh, 
taking that extra time to talk to somebody, try to understand their life. We know the community we serve. We know a lot of people's stories, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and at two in the morning, you know, it's sometimes you just want to get back to bed, but right. it, things go a lot smoother. If you take a minute, you know, you can change their attitude and the whole course of the call. Absolutely. Know, just by taking a minute. Have you noticed that's also a, uh, a realm and an aspect that is not educated in EMT, paramedic school, fire school? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing. Patient advocacy. Mm-hmm. You know, when I used to teach uh, regularly in Michigan for the paramedic and EMT schools is that I would always take a module, make it into a module. It's like, I'm going to talk to you guys about one of the most important things is I could care less if you know the textbook definitions or the facts or that you could read out every question and answer for the National Registry. Like, to me, it's cool. You're a great paramedic if you know that. Awesome. But you're an even better paramedic if you could take that extra five minutes and get to know your patient. For sure. You know, get to talk to them. Get mm-hmm. on the same level. And uh, coming from a larger organization or from a small organization to a larger, that is a big dif- big difference I've noticed that when you are in a busier system, you don't have time for that. Right? Your your business profile is low to go. Right. Um, but I miss those days when we were with a patient for an hour and an hour and an hour and a half to trauma. You know, you, you're working your, your butt off mm-hmm. and, uh, in order to do so, you need to be able to talk to your patient. So I think that's uh, something we need to do with communities. Say, Hey, let's talk with the community, make ourselves known, get to know who's in your community, right? Is there anybody in your community that you know of that is a special needs? That is a dis- disabled person, you know? Uh, how many times do we go to high-rise fires and we go to the front desk and be like, hey, we want to know who is disabled so we could know who's still in the room. We should be doing that with our community beforehand. Right. Right. Like, hey, I know this house. Uh, I also know that this guy is disabled. So we are going to be able to – we're going to have to go in to go find them, you know, kind of thing. So Absolutely. that's preparedness. Yeah. No, for sure. And we, we try and do that a little bit. Our, um, if we do come across that sort of situation, we can flag it for our, uh, our dispatcher, you know, and they'll let us know right yep. away. Uh, any kind of special medical needs like LVAD, that kind of stuff, those are flagged in our system, so we'll get it right away and like, hey, what's hanging off this guy, you know, type thing. And mm-hmm. Sure. But, um, yeah, our district's pretty small, tight. I mean, we're the busiest in our department, and uh, so we get out to these, and we're <laughs> we're well aware when the address comes down. Absolutely. You know, what's Yep. So there is one thing before we get too far into that I forgot to do, right? Uh, mad minute. Uh, yes. Mad minute. Mad Uh-oh. minute. Uh-oh. Mad minute. Mad I don't minute. know about the mad minute. It is a rite of passage. It's not bad. Okay. But it is a rite of passage in order to get on the show. Okay. It's for us to get to know you, for you to get to know us, and how it is to be behind a microphone. I don't know if you've ever been behind a mic. No. No. Oh, right. you know what? I was lead singer in a band in high school. Oh. Outside Ooh. of that. Uh, but did you have hair? <laughs> and also, I so asked. I had long hair, actually. All right. None now. But I have his face now. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah. After years of acid reflux, though, I'm not going to sing. Right. So we're going to play that real quick. Kay. I'm going to get a clock going. Okay. You got one already? Oh, oh, do it. Bust it out, man. All right. All you right. Beat me I, too. I, I got the you. Randy thing going on. All right. He never Good. showed up, so. He's working on it. We're probably just going to call him on the phone and get him uh, on the phone here. So that's another realm. So unfortunately, we won't be able to see him and vice versa, but that's, uh, like I said earlier, we've been having some technical difficulties. I don't know if it's just because my computer's older. Working on rebuilding our system here. Well, now, it okay. now not even phones are working. Right? You know that is called a case of blue balls. Right. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> your uh, your efforts on that. It's not my fault. You need a minute timer? I can get it. I go. No, 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 no. We gotta make a noise. No, no. I have to make a noise. I can do the noise. What's the? Oh yeah, yeah. 
He didn't like it too much. And now this is. Oh, that was, I was damn. That was I was the, like, oh, that was legit. Dan's like the guy wow. from uh, Police Academy. Honestly, he makes all the sound <laughs> wow. effects. Like, got he it. can do it really, really yep. well. This actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. This is not working. You ever Why see Mystery Science working? Theater 3000? You ever see that show? Oh, yeah, I hope so. There were like three little robots guys, and they would sit in front of a movie and they'd watch old movies and, and like just say funny stuff over top. Yeah, of the it. movie would be muted. It was, used to be on Comedy oh. Central like, no, it was like 15, oh, it's great. years ago. And we were doing that for a while at, at yeah. the station. We sure <laughs> it was were. Pretty yeah, funny. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, what happens in this minute, or do I have to figure it out? You'll figure it out. Okay. It'll be a series of. There that it is. sounds better. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just never All right. So, it. Mad Minute. It is a. We didn't come up with it. Rainy? Ah? Ooh? Ah? Hmm? Maybe? Maybe. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Hi. Hey, there Welcome. He there he is. Wow. Outstanding. How you doing, brother? Good, you guys? Phenomenal. Here we go. So, Mad Minute is a little game. It's going to be random questions. Okay. And I think I beat one of the questions too early, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. That's all oh, I'm you're going to ask the questions. Though, I'm going right? to ask questions. Okay. You're going to answer. Like, uh, Trivia stuff, or is it no, stuff I know about draw. myself? Okay. Yes. First thing comes to your mind. First okay. thing that comes to mind. All right. That's all it is. Ready? You got a minute clock for me, Boosh? I thought you said you had it. <laughs> I got a clock running. <laughs> oh, I got, the, I got the actual minute. Yeah. Ready? And, and go. Go. Person you most likely to get drunk with, either past, present, or future. Oh, boy. That's got to be a quick one. Um, I guess uh, the neighbors across the street. Okay. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, Elgin. And where did you become who you are today? I guess Elgin. Okay. Favorite movie? <laughs> Favorite movie. Oh, man, there's a bunch. I, I Right off the top of the head, it's Ghostbusters. Either. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Okay. If you had to fight either Iron Man or Superman, who would it be? I guess Iron Man. Why? I don't. You can't beat Superman. Can you? He got killed by a horse. He got killed by a horse? Did he get knocked out? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I got you. I got you. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, if you yeah. became president for one day, what would you do? Ugh. Um, Ugh. <laughs> well, you don't want that job? No, but, oh, God. Man. Um, let's just go easy. Lower taxes. Lower taxes. Yeah. Okay. World peace. <laughs> World peace. Yeah. Describe your dream vacation. Uh, I want to go to J- like pro? Huh? Japan. Japan, okay. Yeah, rock and roll or hip-hop? Uh, rock and roll. What is your dream career? Fireman. Ooh, what is your greatest achievement? Uh, my family. What is your greatest failure? Boy, this, this isn't like a fun one. Um, my greatest failure. Am I supposed to be faster? I don't know. I, I should come to the top uh, of my head. Right? Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess. Um, While you're thinking, a penguin entered the room wearing a sombrero. What do oh. you say? What do you do? Hey, look at that, guys! Um, and I, I give it a hug. Give it a hug. A hug. You it's a an actual. You got a pack? Of, yeah, an actual. Yeah, I'm for sure picking that thing up. You are a new <laughs> color in a crayon box. What color are you? And what do you call yourself? Um, I'm gonna be blue, and I'm gonna be. It's gonna be a new color. It's good. Oh, it's a new color. New color. Oh, oh, I see. But it's a shade of a color. Sure, whatever you want. Uh, I'm gonna hmm. be. Uh, happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of yellowish. Okay. I think. All right. What is community preparedness? Um, again, we said I think that's a lot of different things. Community preparedness is for me. It's it's us being prepared to serve the community. 
Okay. That's that's oh, what I think of okay. when I hear that phrase. It's I like not, that. It's not the community's preparedness. It's it's how we prepare to serve the community. When I when I hear that, I like that. I'm gonna take. Yeah, I like how you flipped I'm, that. I'm gonna, yeah, you Ryan, totally turned the dime on me. I'm gonna change that up here and then ask you a question in a second. Well, welcome to our show. We are going to fast forward back to where we were at. Now uh, we've done a little more of a formal introduction with you, but that is a mad minute. Awesome. So what we try to do is kind of break the ice with the whole timidness of having a microphone in front of you. I'd love to see when the guests and everybody else kind of go from, oh, man, I got a microphone here to just now they become <laughs> table talk, you know. So, but now that we have Randy here, Randy, introduce yourself to our guests, what you are, who you are, what you do, and welcome back. Randy! <laughs> 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 I've been waiting so long to do that. <laughs> That's been uh, queued up this whole time. Yeah, this whole time. <laughs> No. Um, well, I'm Randall. Uh, I'm a rural slash suburban fire medic. Um, I do not get to drive a suburban, unfortunately. <laughs> I get to drive an ambulance, but uh, I proudly call myself an ambulance driver because, you know, what do I do a lot? I drive an ambulance a lot, so get over it. No, okay. I, I have a lot of fun uh, in the ambulance. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. eventually fire truck driver, that'd be cool. But uh, Like engineer uh, or just driver? Yeah, I mean, just I mean, the, the, the regular people Not don't really, know that they really. just you know fire truck driver, you know police car driver. Yeah. Well, it's all good. Yeah, necessarily you don't need to have an engineer to drive, but you should have an engineer there to pump. No, absolutely. No, yeah. you know, definitely that would be my retirement job right there for sure. Drive some truck around, drive some uh, some young bucks around, let them do all the hard work. Sure. Awesome. Well, Randy, it's a uh, it's a pleasure to be back with you here. I know we've uh, been playing uh, tag for a while there, trying to get a hold of each other. So, you and I have a lot of catching up to do. It's been uh, it's been a couple of a couple of months. It's been intense, that's for sure. How's the wife? Uh, girlfriend's good. <laughs> good. She's I see what nice you did lady. there. Yeah, I see that. Hoping you break some uh, news on the air. She's working hard on it. So good, good, good. Yeah, they came back. When you when were you here? A couple months ago. In Chicago? Yeah. Uh, well, for that uh, Naperville thing, it was the the other golf thing. Oh, so, yeah. That was, ooh, that was a while ago. September, August, you July, somewhere there. You still remember? Yeah, I brought you to Luminati's <laughs> Pizzeria. Yep. Oh, man, oh, yeah. gosh. Don't get me started on that. There you go. Well, to recap, so we are talking about community preparedness, um, how we define it and how we could relate and also how we deliver it. So we just finished, I think, at your definition when we're going around the table. Mm -hmm. So, Randy, I'm going to pitch this at you now that you're here. Um, How would you define community preparedness? I will say since I started my career 2009, I will say that we are way more ready to go for mass casualty, large incidents than we were when I started. Definitely a hot topic for all initial education uh, and even continuing education, at least from my experience, has been getting people getting their heads wrapped around the fact that you might be called to something bigger than what you and your group of guys and gals could handle. Um, you know, Homeland Security becoming a big thing. Um, local communities having the emergency management offices actually, you know, staffed and funded and, you know, trainings done. Um it's is it still ever going to be enough no but it's going to be a start 
that would be my my answer to that question. Nice. I like it. And I think uh, Randy and I kind of have a, uh, a sweet spot for this subject because we always go to the Active Assailant Conference in Troy, Michigan. Um, I don't know if you, the two of you have heard about that. I'm sure you did. Yeah, you talked to me about that. Um, so the Active Assailant Conference is a uh, conference where it's only law enforcement, fire, or military and all that. Some credentialed spot. And uh, they bring in the victims and responding agencies for active assailants. So whether it's like the uh, Vegas situation, they brought in those people and uh, they made it into a conference educational. So we heard firsthand what happened, some of the things that weren't disclosed to the public, you know, so some of the perspectives, and also what we could learn from it. Wow. Yeah, that seems like a really good opportunity. It's huge. I would say, especially in your rank, being an an officer (laughs) in the department, I would say send your fellow firefighters to this organization. It's it's once a year. Um, This year was, what, last month, I think? And it's a great October, great opportunity. Yep. Yeah, October. and um, it's a great opportunity to kind of see it firsthand and also hear it firsthand. Yeah, you know, so and then you kind of play that backseat quarterback, and they're very positive. Man. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that whole active assailant thing, um, I think this is the root of the subject matter, is because we are seeing this in a plethora of times. You know, this is the new realm of our society: is school shootings, is uh, concert shootings. You know, and then uh, what do they use for weapons? You know, they, they're using knives. They're using bombs, like the Boston bombing. They're using vehicles. Cars, yeah. Yeah, that is that is the biggest thing. Why? Because it's hard. It's harder to treat a car injury, as in a run-over injury, versus a bullet injury. Yep. Right? Harder to it's, move. Huh? Harder to move something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right? Now you're talking about entanglement. For sure. You're talking about amputations, you know, whereas it's a GSW, it's a GSW. Right? Right. As long as it's packable and, and you can bleed, stop the bleed, you're just going to stop the bleed. Um, but it's for an actual, what's the word? It's not entanglement, but a, uh, where they're completely disformed. Right? You can't really handle right. this. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a multi-system so, trauma. There's exactly. only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I forgot what situation it was a few years back, but they, this might have, no, it wasn't Canada. Just, yeah. yeah. It was, one that was just the, not too long ago. The Christmas uh, parade. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. one. Yeah. That was one. That exactly. Was, I actually yeah. have that pulled up. Um, but they had one, another one somewhere where they they just went out and uh, they they rented out a U-Haul, Ugh. you know, a U-Haul pickup truck, and they mm-hmm. just that's started mowing people down. Exactly, you know. So that's right. Uh, those those people are just going to a parade with their family, just like yeah. we all would. Yeah, and that happened. So, how are we preparing for that? We don't need to be looking over our shoulder all the time and be worried and concerned. But this is, I think, the mindset needs to change. We need to be aware that this is real. It's increasing. We need to be ready. Something I have when a question for. Oh, go ahead. You can't live your life looking over your shoulder Absolutely. either. True. Yep. I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Right? You can't live your life looking over your shoulder, but as first responders, we have to. It's kind of what we do. <laughs> yeah, We're right. forced to do that, yeah. especially in law enforcement. You know, that is the new science is that they always have to look behind over the shoulder because. target. That's it, you know. So maybe, yeah, you can't live your life looking over your shoulder, but maybe that's also the reason why we're failing is because hmm. we're not observing our surroundings. We're not looking at sure. the bigger picture. Like know? we talked about, you talked about bringing uh, that kind of those resources to schools, right? Stop the bleeding type stuff, and and yeah. it's, I think, people they they reject it initially because nobody wants to believe that's a reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's not going to happen here, and if you kind of if you Focus on it and you prepare for it. It almost feels like you're, you know, 
well bringing it you know what i mean like it's a now it's a real thing you know so yeah yeah so what kind of injuries do you guys suspect to see in a situation where they're using available to mow down a crowd uh, uh internal bleeding broken right. bones um concussions mm-hmm. you know uh brain trauma type things um crush injuries things like that drags yeah i think you just kind of named them all <laughs> really yeah Way like, to be an officer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I actually one uh, one call out the guy was he was running from the cops on a on a crotch rocket and he dumped the bike cool. and he, he was going about hundred over hundred miles an hour. Dumped the bike and he his body launched about twenty feet into the side of a car and there was about three feet of intrusion. He was literally a, a bag of bones. I, I, I mean, he was. There was nothing. I mean, it was like jelly picking him up. You know what I mean? So I mean, you could run over like that, or, or that that kind of trauma. Right. You, you have to worry about everything. You know. Mm-hmm. This is probably really grotesque of me to say, but you ever seen the Family Guy episode where he loses all his oh, bones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's what it was what like. It is. It's literally what it's it was like. Exactly what it we is. We went to put this guy on a backboard, and it was like. It's like a bowl of jelly. You can't. You and can't then, use a backboard anymore. You I need know. a tarp. Right. And we did. We Of course, it was a, a quick type thing. But uh, we expected him to be completely dead through some leads on just for, oh, no, shit. He's got, <laughs> still got a heartbeat. <laughs> right. And then yeah. we're working this, you know, yeah. guy. Yeah. Is it survivable? Sure. Yeah. You sure. survive out of yep. this, yep. right? But most of the time, it's, uh, it's not going to be for long. Um you know, and this is probably another grotesque thing that I find myself doing ever since I've really started thinking about this situation is every time I drive by and I see roadkill, I'm subconsciously find myself like thinking about like, how would I treat that? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> if that was a human being, like how, how would I come up with that? Yeah. How do I handle that? Yeah. You see it just disformed. Right. And it almost doesn't look like it's, I mean, if I don't know if you guys ever seen a situation where uh, it was a pedestrian versus vehicle mm-hmm. and it's just dismembered. Yes. Dismembered. That's yeah. What it looks dismembered. Like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can't even tell it's a, it's a, it's a living thing. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. And, and the roadkill, Vince? Road kill. It's just, it, it's sleeping. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the That's why I tell my thing, daughter. It? Right? I know. It's, <laughs> it's just taking a nap. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Well, that's, I don't know. Maybe that's, uh, is it bad of me to do that? No, because no, as paramedics, we're, we're looking at everybody's arms and we're mm-hmm. already thinking about, like, oh, that's a great IV stick. You yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> or we're looking at houses and we're like, hey, what is this made out of? Mm-hmm. You know, how would I attack this house? Stuff like that. Um, it's a subconscious training that we find ourselves. You know, being in a law enforcement mm-hmm. position, you probably still have some training factors in, in yourself. That Where you, are my two exits? <laughs> when I yeah. go into every building. Where are your two exits right now? Tell me. Oh, don't worry about it. I know. Where are they at? <laughs> Come on, let's see. one right there. <laughs> nope. Nope. The window. Which one? Oh, that yeah, one. Head. Nope. No. Nope. It's all glass. Yeah, black. it's a standard. I'm, I think uh, I'm code. Going. I'm going. Code is that you need to have a, a secondary exit for a somewhat um, underground level. I, only if you have a bedroom in there. Which? Technically. And so you have to have a closet. Yes. Do you have a bedroom? I got a closet. You have a bed. Closet. So then, <laughs> like, do you have a room with a closet in it? And an escape window. Yeah, so then this is a bedroom. <laughs> right. And you're saying like, this is a giant bedroom. bedroom. Yeah, 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 so that window over right. there is yes. a egress window. Yeah. So, But, yeah, some of the trains I mean, I'm going into that there. room over there and taking whatever's there. Then going He's like, yeah, I'm not egress. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm holding my ground. Fight. <laughs> exactly. No, it's uh, 
I don't know. You find yourself doing those traits, and but the other part of me is like, how do we, how do we relay this kind of lifestyle that we carry as first responders into our training environment? You know, how can we make this more than just say, hey, I'm thinking I'm looking at roadkill. How do I treat this? How do we make this into a training scenario? You know, like Dan and I, we met. You know, coming for the T T C C course. Yep. Uh, for some reason, you approached me and you're like, oh, I want to come join the podcast. You know, I think. And now you're saying that I'm influencing them or whatever. Oh, I think it's sure. a load of jokes, but uh, no, 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 <laughs> not, not at all. Honestly, no, I didn't even know you had a podcast. I, I remember what I don't even remember what I asked you. Sure, uh, asked you out. whatever. Yeah, it started with whiskey. It, it always starts with whiskey, but whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, you brought some rum. Yeah, you brought some rum, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I will. Uh, it's a hell of a class. I'll talk to you. <laughs> will. will you marry me? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, I don't know. You got to It is a lifestyle. I think it's a situation where you got to bleed it. You know what I mean? You got to you got to live. Your EMS and fire it creeps into you anyway. I mean, you look at something and automatically it's you live that one third of your life, so it starts to turn into everything else. You know, yep. there's something that I think about uh, with this topic, um, Randy. I'm curious of what your thoughts are. Um, do you ever feel like, as you're speaking about this to somebody, that you may come off as they might think you're being radical? All the time. Yeah. Explain. What do you mean? Some of the looks I get on people's faces, uh, even if um, I'm talking to, let's say, my sister, who is a, a nurse, um, talk about some of the things I've seen and done. And I uh, don't like give them like all the, the X-rated stuff. I just, you know, I PG it a little bit. Uh, but they know that I'm hiding. I'm not telling them everything, too. Just to, there's no reason to, to have them to have to live what I've lived. Um and just some of the looks I get, even from you know PGing stuff, it's like, how can you, you know, how do you, you know, live with yourself when you when you crack a joke? How do you? Oh, you go get it, there, Randy. <laughs> Look at that! There it comes. Go get it. Go get them, brothers. Uh, <laughs> the um, and it just you know, is am, am I wrong for thinking of you know tr- of cracking a joke about something just to be able to process it? Like, cause that's how I deal with things. I, I try to keep things lighthearted. Like, we'll be in the middle of a shitty arrest. And, you know, if the family's not around or something like that, and I'll I'll say something about, oh, wow, you know, the the, the, uh, the paint in this house is great. Or did you see the lawn coming up? Like, wow, it was, you know, it was really nice. Not to, like, distract people or not to, you know, make light of the situation, but, like, you kind of have to make it, doable i guess that's kind of how i probably go through things and process things i don't know if that makes any sense or no, not i think we all do i mean yep. everybody i know that's the defense mechanism you know why why do you think this is a defense mechanism what are we trying to touch up on yeah i think you're trying to keep yourself at a, a surface level you know so you can work and concentrate if you if you fully I mean, if you fully immerse yourself into yeah, the situation, then you're going to dive deep. Yeah, and right. you know, I mean, yeah. it's 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 weird stuff we see. You know, it's stuff that the rest <laughs> of the public doesn't see. Right. You know? um, it's stuff that would affect people. You know, so you kind of got to distance yourself a little bit, and comedy is the best way to do that. You so know? you're doing what to protect what? Dark humor. You Dark are humor to protect your mental health. Your mental health. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Randy, I think the what I was getting at with with the radical part was so for me when i'm talking about this topic of community preparedness or um, the increase of violence in our society if i'm just talking about it um i almost feel that 
Yeah, you know what? I need a heater. Yeah, some we'll, we'll go make some more coffee. Oh, okay. So, Insert plug here. Thank you, Fire Department, Department coffee, coffee, for the coffee Delicious. delivered. And I don't know. So I, I always enjoy the product. Um, this is provided for our guests. So as a guest, what do you guys think about Fire Department coffee? Delicious. Yes. It's fantastic. I've had it before. We're, we we do support the company, and I, I love it. You know what? I'm going to admit right now, I like... You know this, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like he, a little foo-foo. In he my... likes the finer things. Yeah. Oh, foo-foo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like some creamer. But, so my point with that is I'm drinking this straight, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Just without any creamer, I don't need anything hey, Boosh, to it. Before you get too far, we're going to, now that you like that stuff, let's do uh, let's do a little bit of a foo-foo life. Because we got all our right. flavors. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it. You want apple cider or donut shop? I, I think donut shop no, is just regular. I see another coffee. one over there. Is it? Yeah, it's just regular. It's just like what you would drink at a donut shop, and I don't oh. know what that. The apple di- cider, and then I have uh, that one. Sprinkle donut. That one. Yeah, let's go with the vanilla sprinkle. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna make that. Just smell that. Oh my god! It smells like a birthday cake. <laughs> mm. Hello. Yeah. Is that foo foo enough for you? That's foo foo. About for as foo foo as it gets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how to grind that upstairs. Oh. So we gotta we gotta grind our own beans here. That's the freshest realm, right? So, oh yeah, but, I gotta get back to that. Uh, right, sounding radical. So when I'm talking to somebody about this, maybe, you know, I want to get into the school and the community, and I'm, I'm talking to the superintendent, whatever. As I'm talking about these things, I almost feel as though uh, I'm sounding, um, like alarmist, like an alarmist, right? I mean, it's our job. Where our job is to prepare for. But as I'm talking to somebody who doesn't maybe see the same things that I do or believe the same things I do, um, I almost feel like, you know, I'm saying too much. Um, you know, like this guy. That's the best word I can come up with is radical. You know, he thinks I got to be Rambo in this school and slap tourniquets on it. Like that might sound like too much to talking to a school superintendent. You know. Does that make no, sense, that's Randy? That's the shit I love. Randy. Oh boy, we lost oh. Randy. We lost. He Randy. looks like he's muted. I think oh. he's muted. Randall. That's okay. That's the stuff I love, man. We're just talking about the uh, the radicalness and Rambo. And I got a video I'm going to show you guys in a second here about a real Rambo situation. And uh, we will target that and why I'm going to play it because it's talking about like hitting things dead on, you know, not being around the bush, not hesitating, just reacting, responding. So how do we prepare in order for that reaction response without hesitation is by training, you know, repetitions, get it in, put tourniquets like everything we talked about in that course is go to your department and practice it. Make it a roll call situation, Mm -hmm. you know, so, hey, check your bottles. Now let's do tourniquets. Let's do tourniquets while we're in gear. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, do we get shot up while we're fighting fire? Could happen. Absolutely, yes, right. It happens in New yeah. York. Yep. Right? There yep. was uh there's multiple instances where that's occurred. Um, and it's just a matter of getting that training, that repetition in. So I guess let's dissect our uh, our organizations without mentioning names or department names. Mm-hmm. It could be historical, it could be whether you what you're part of now or before. Um, but what has been your process? <clears throat> for community preparedness. I think it starts with familiarization, district familiarization. I mean, it, you know, what do you have in your community? You know, what are 
potential areas that, uh, like know, target hazards. Yeah, target hazards. Yeah. Um, the demographic, all that sorts of things. You're saying like, what have we done? Sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I th- well, I will speak on behalf of uh, the organization we work for. Um, we're very fortunate to have a chief that embraces this idea of increased violence. He he sees it, and we are really proactive within our organization to starting um, to prepare for these. We work really close with our PD. Um, we're starting to train on this a lot. We're obtaining equipment, um, preparing bags, and uh, getting hands-on with it. Um, and I think that's a lot of the listeners, I imagine, some of them could say, or maybe most could say, they might have a hard time getting through to management to talk about the need of this. Getting buy-in. It's hard to get buy-in. Have you heard that, Vince? Yeah, it's hard to get buy-in. Yeah. Um, so ask me what I think about community preparedness. What I was about yeah, to do that. We haven't heard what you think about it community. Happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I forget to ask me about it. Yeah. So, um, my stance community preparedness, right, I think, We've kind of touched up all the different perspectives on it. I love where you're going with this on a flip, talking about, like, how do we prepare? Mm-hmm. But also, when I think about community preparedness, I'm thinking as far as do our schools have trauma packs? Do our schools regularly train for CPR? Are they CPR certified? Do they have AEDs that are actually inspected? Do they have a plan? Right? We always talk about the fire safety plan and where to meet up, but what's their plan for an active assailant? Right, so our my stance of community preparedness is that like sure ninety percent of what we do is medical, in a fire based situation. Five percent is fire, right? <laughs> right. The other five percent, which should be ideally, more than that, is going out there making contact with your schools, with your high populated areas, your stadiums, your convention centers, and saying what is the plan here, right? Yeah, because I've preached it ever since day one of this podcast. It's not. It's not a matter of if. It's when. Right. Absolutely. It's when. And we talk about. I wish I could get somebody on the phone for this situation that happened in Michigan last week, right? And almost want to respectfully say, or ask them, did you prepare for this? Because if you didn't, shame on you. Right. right? You've had a Christmas parade every year for how how long? You know, and yeah. and. Were you ready for an event like this? Yeah. I have to imagine to a certain extent they they did, for sure. I mean, we all put together, like, emergency action plans for larger events and stuff like that. But um, so we – I don't know if you guys – do you guys witness um, fire drills for the schools? Once, uh, in Because <laughs> um, the state fire marshal – I think it's a state fire marshal. Either that or it's the, the school district – requires that the schools have the fire department out to witness one of the three. Sure. Where I'm at. Uh, with my current position, I've not seen it. Never done it. With my old apartment up in uh, Traverse City, I appreciated how proactive we were. Yeah. In the sense of, like, we even had a superintendent of the schools make a device that will barricade a door. Right. And it was as simple as having two holes in the bottom of the floor mm-hmm. with a small, I don't know, six-by-six plank of metal that would keep somebody from coming into the school room. Yeah. And he designed it. And ever since he productive it, every school room in, in the whole district was 
was having these in their doors. And they have, they actually have manufactured ones now. Yeah, I mean, now they thing. do. So yeah, well, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but well, that's what I mean. Doors. Well, yeah. you know, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, dur- that's what I was going to say. During when we conduct the fire drill, then the part of that whole thing is, um, we they you know all the schools in the district have packets. Yeah. Uh, um, that lay out their emergency action plans for all the different things. So we look into that too, and we talk about it. When yes. We, yeah. So. But I think, you know, going back to Traverse City is like what I appreciate is that we were walking in, not just for fire drills. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, we're going to have an active assailant drill. Yeah. So they, they sound the alarm. They would activate whatever they had. We'd show up and we would uh, just walk through the whole school and see if doors are barricaded mm-hmm. and to see if we could find any students hiding in the bathroom. Right, right. Right? Because sometimes they may be in a bathroom situation. Yeah. What is the procedure for, for locking yourself in the bathroom? Do you yeah. run out of the bathroom to go find a classroom? Right. You don't know. Yeah. You know, so we, we were we were there. To a reinforce the idea, and also show that we are a department that we're trying to be proactive and working with these organizations as the schools, but b also say we're gonna try to find flaws in your system, and it's nothing wrong. You're not getting Thank cited. You. You're not getting fined, but it's more so like we want to show you. And, and the superintendent would sit down at a conference table down the drill with us and say, "What did you find, and how could we improve?" And Absolutely. that's what I loved about the relationship with up there in the schools is they wanted that. They were That's pursuing us to come as, as regularly as possible. Why aren't we doing that here? Is it because there's more schools here? <laughs> Is it because funding again? Is it because a department thing? I've started having know. that conversation even on our uh, fire inspections, fire drills. I'll um, pull the superintendent aside or principal and just I just want to see how are they feeling out there. If, I, if, if this is something we could bring to the school yes. or business, what's going to be their response? Um, so far, at least for me, it's been positive. A lot of people, um, I believe, see the need for it. I've been getting a positive response. Yes. And so, again, why can't we do it? Yeah. We should. That is whose responsibility? Ours. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. It should be our yeah. responsibility. Absolutely. It is our responsibility to go out there and talk about fire smoke detectors. It is our responsibility to go out there and look at codes and see if a business is sprinkled or not. Mm-hmm. Right? Why isn't it our? Why is it not our responsibility to go in there regularly and be like, what is your action plan? What is your equipment, right? How many feet or in each section of the building do you have a tactical tourniquet? Because no matter whose responsibility it is, it gets dumped on us when the things happen. Right. So we should, for our own sake, yeah, make sure that it's. And I'm gonna wrong. I'm gonna rewind to a statement that I made about five minutes ago, talking about the whole thing, of ta- calling that school in Michigan and asking if they were prepared, and saying shame on you for not. And it's not saying shame on the the school or the superintendent or the instructors or the teachers. It's shame on the system, mm-hmm. right? Because, again, everybody, and, and no matter where you go, and we're, we're all fault, right? We're all going to go show up to work the next day and be like, nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing will happen to me until something does. Correct. And then how do we prepare? We go back to that training um, episode we had about checking your gear, yeah. right, and how important it is to reinforce that and get your repetitions. Yeah. Talking about taser, where's your taser? Where's your actual, your actual uh, duty pistol? Um, what's the condition of your stuff? Your, you liked Shears. I remember that, right? You nope, that wasn't me. That wasn't you. Uh, I did hear that episode. Who was that? Dimitri. Dimitri. <laughs> so many you know, people. it's funny. This is my first time on the show, Vince. No, yeah. it's not. No, it is. It is. It is. No, it's not. I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was running with it, but it is the first time. <laughs> the reason I didn't say anything, I wanted to get away from that mad minute, man. <laughs> oh, so oh, he is mad oh, minute. Yeah. Here that's we a, go. So go thank minute. you all. It's been an honor. I'm going to go ahead and stop the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yikes, that's embarrassing. Well, 
with that being said, I was trying to wonder. I was like, he hasn't been here. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay, in my defense, you've been here. <laughs> right. I think that's multiple times. Yeah. And watch. It's fine. Okay. That's okay. fine. Okay. So and also, I, he, Dan does like a good pair of shears. <laughs> I think we just cut someone's pants off last day, didn't we? Yeah, sure. <laughs> On, on shift or oh he, yeah it was it <laughs> right. was on shift yep <laughs> again we were just talking about we, yeah we all have uh, you know bladder issues sometimes right. you just got to change the pants out pretty quick exactly. you know yeah, really fast yeah I think he still wants to do the man minute oh no I'm still gonna push oh, it I'm on still him do yeah. it. it's just unfortunate that he really has a idea of what the questions are true, yeah true. so I usually have the other guests step out so they don't have a pre-planned uh-huh. set of uh, things but I'm not letting you escape this you should you should just kept your mouth shut I would have figured it out later. Yeah. That son of a bitch. Sorry. But, uh, but yeah, we'll get it figured out. Uh, Randy, you got anything? Rescue Randy. I'll come up with some more questions for that. Oh, oh boy. Oh, let's go. Speaking of Iron Man. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to call you on the phone, Randy, because you are digital. That's okay. No, you're digital. You sound like you got a uh, trach, one of those uh, vibration things. Yeah. <laughs> like this, is this working? <laughs> I'll call it right now, brother. Okay. okay. You almost sound like me. Okay. Uh, I think there's, there's oh, definitely Let's some. talk about the donut. Uh, or so it's pour. a sprinkle. Yeah, that's right. That it is pour. a sprinkle donut. Sprinkle donut. What do you think? Actually, and I am not into the fufu coffee. I like it <laughs> just black and harsh and bitter, but this is pretty good. This is kind of an afternoon coffee, I'd call this. Nice. Yeah. 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 Very good. Randy, how you doing? Good with you. Good. There we go. We're going to hear better. We'll just keep you on this, man. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll come up with five more questions. If, uh, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I will flag this moment, Dunk, and we're going to pitch this back into the beginning of our show and uh, introduce... Our other guest <laughs> the show. I did you poorly. I apologize. I just went right over you. So the amount of times you've been it's here. Been happening my whole life, Vince. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bushio, hey. you want to get a timer going, a little clock? Right I can't on. use a sound because I'm uh, actually. Let me see. I, I got you. Hold on one second. Is that an iPhone? This, yes. It's really easy to put a one-minute timer on it. No, no. You want the like timer? The you sound, want the, the sound. Oh, you like the ticking. I was like, like no, you know, no, he's no, really no. doing no, something. You got that at there. the flea market. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell Street Maker. <laughs> the cricket. It told Wolf. me it was fine when I bought yeah, it. Where are you at? Where are you at, though? All right. Let's see if this works. For some reason, my internet's not working. It's just downstairs. Uh, log into my Wi Fi, man. It's dropping like it's hot spot. It actually really is. <laughs> That's too slow. That's fine. We'll yeah. make it sound weird because yeah. this guy. Yeah, is weird and got out of it. Like, yep, there you go. So, on you, Mark. Get set, go. Person you're most likely to get drunk with, past, present, or future? Let's do uh, present. My neighbor. Okay. Yep. Where did you grow up? Are you guys neighbors? I grew up in Elgin. Where did you become who you are today? The fire service started that for me. Okay, wait. Stop the timer for a second. Your answer was your neighbor. Yeah. Are you guys neighbors? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, are you guys neighbors? <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Favorite Although, movie. that would be pretty <laughs> yeah. fun, wouldn't I it? I mean, we certainly have gotten drunk together. Oh, there you go. Favorite movie? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Okay. If you had to fight Iron Man or Superman, who would it be? Superman. What is your dream career? 
I'm working it, firefighter. What is your greatest achievement? Uh, having a family, a daughter. What is yep. your greatest failure? Um, greatest failure. Oh. You had like an hour to think about these right. questions, right? I could have written it down. You could have written it down. Yeah. You could have written it house it down. Uh-huh. Hey, I see what you did there. Is that the plug for the bottle? Yeah, uh, it might be. We're moving on there. So okay. you are a new color in a crayon box. What color are you? What do you call yourself? I want to. I want to be the woke color. Yeah, the woke and color. it's all colors. It's it's a rainbow. It's a rainbow. It's a slew of colors. It's just like made out of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Most embarrassing thing that happened to you. Uh, I think it was just honestly pooping my pants in public. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, did anybody know that? I don't know, but it was embarrassing for me. Like when you were here the other day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do give off some smells, Vince. Sorry. And Randy's got a couple more questions for you. Come on. Now Way to put me on. Uh, you said you would come oh, up with five questions? Oh, yeah. Really? I, I thought I had an hour to come up with it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, what is community preparedness? But I do want to say, did this guy really just say build a wall? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> did you not go over the rules and regulations of the podcast? We're disconnecting this mic oh, as we speak. <laughs> oh, we all Are have her. Like Caucasians can out or what? Yeah. Oh, I don't have to answer the details. I'm just, we're just building a wall. Exactly. exactly. Sitting right next to me. You know that, right? You want a wall between us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I poured that coffee. You poured that coffee. Uh, cat or dog? Cat or dog, you asked? Yep. Dog. Grew up with cats and hated every part of it. Dog. Grew up with cat or growing up with cats? Growing up with cats. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Uh, engine company or ladder company? Engine company. All day, baby. 92. What about the uh, sombrero? Yeah, penguin walks into the bar. What do you do? Uh, Ask me the question again. A penguin walks into this room wearing a sombrero. What do you say and what do you do? I I think, honestly, if you walked in, I would just go, hola. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's it. You're drinking Modelo. Yeah. Yeah. It feels right. You you build that wall, you won't be able to get those on (laughs) there. <laughs> don't make me build a swimming pool in between us. Oh, Believe me, we don't a have a moat. Let's oh, <laughs> never stopped those before. A moat. It's fine. All right. Well, there's that. There's our intro to Dan. Thank you very much for joining our show for the first time. Although Thank it feels you, Vince. Like many times. Yeah. Apparently, I've been on this many times. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I lose track. I lose track. So now we're going to fast track. I know it's kind of juggling all over here in the content here, but community preparedness. So I define myself or my stance of community preparedness as how we react and how we could be proactive in order to be reactive, right? We can't be reactive unless we're training and we can't train unless we're being willing and, and uh, being proactive. So that's, uh, that's the definition for it. 